0: So there's no NFL tonight, which is great because they don't play those things on Friday, which means i got an open runway to discuss all the NFL in the world with you guys. I have Alex Clancy, locked on Arizona Cardinals, joining us uh, later on in the show. Give us the Cardinals perspective. Anytime there's anything Arizona, that's the guy I go to. I've been going to him for years in relation to Arizona stuff. What I like about him, couple things. He's very blunt. He's very blunt, and he's like myself in that he'll just shoot you straight. He is not one of those guys that's going to say the the proper thing that you want him to say. He's just going to say how he sees it. I love that about him. He'll join us a little bit later on. we got the fan focus at 9. We'll get to off the beaten path when the Cavs game wraps up. We'll get to that as well. Also a discussion on the in-season tournament as the, the courts that they're playing on is some of the ugliest things I've ever seen. They know that, but I'll give them credit for it a little bit later on. Where I'm starting with you guys is obvious, though. We're starting with the the fact that Deshaun Watson is going to be your starting quarterback on Sunday, which does a couple things. First thing it does, it ruins my awesome P.J. Walker stat that I had that I was saving for Sunday morning. This is why they tell you, if you get a cool stat, just unload it on people and then don't save it because it might end up getting ruined. P.J. Walker, Texas Ranger, had not lost a home game in his professional football career. That is the XFL and the NFL. He's never lost a home game. The last home game that P.J. Walker lost happened in 2016, like a couple months after the Cavs won the NBA title, is the last time P.J. Walker lost a home start, it's back when he was playing at Temple. Think about that for a second. I was so excited to use that. I was so excited. But I'm more excited to see what Deshaun Watson could do on Sunday. I'm more excited to see whether or not the Browns made the right move in going to Deshaun Watson or rather whether Deshaun Watson made the right move in deciding he's now ready to play. Because honestly, that's how we got to look at this. If Deshaun Watson comes out on Sunday and looks awful, just doesn't have it, kind of like what happened in that Colts game, but he doesn't come up with some sort of concussion injury or anything like that or or some sort of... uh, You know, banging his head on on the turf like like what happened in Indy to then remove himself from the game. Let's say he sticks it through. Four quarters of garbage. Well, if that happens, I don't want to hear it on Monday, Tuesday. I don't want to hear that the Browns made the wrong decision. From everything I can gather based off of what Deshaun said yesterday and based off of what we can get with what Kevin Stefanski was saying today, and I know he didn't directly say it today, but it's pretty obvious. Deshaun is the one that's calling the shots. Follow the green brick road. The guys that make all the money are the ones that are going to make that decision. Deshaun Watson making $230 gets to dictate that. But I can't tell you that Deshaun is the best decision maker. Off the field, on the field, has never truly mattered. I've always been worried about the decision-making processes of Deshaun Watson. And I don't know, like what happened in that Indy game, I don't know that he's got it right this time either. But I would much rather see Deshaun out there in a game we must win, and we must win this game. A game that is sitting there and ripe for the taking. I would rather have it be Deshaun Watson than throwing P.J. Walker back out there. And I want to hear from you. That's where I want to start, to below 92 How much better do you think the Browns' chances are with Deshaun on Sunday? And I want to start with that topic because Vegas has only moved this game about a point and a half with Deshaun now being the, the starter. Now, there's a lot that's up in the air on that. We don't know what's going on with Kyler Murray quite yet. Kyler Murray is going to get the call at some point either tonight or tomorrow by Jonathan Gannett. Jonathan Gannon's going to meet with Monty offen, uh, uh Monty Offenfort all those other guys that's not his name What's his name Is it Monty Offenfort? Is that the name? Or am I just throwing am I throwing an offen and an Offen to almost be an Oppen and we're just throwing t- things together now It's Offenfort. It's 100% Offenfort. Anyway, regardless, sorry. I had a bird brain moment there and I need to clarify for myself cuz if I don't, then I'm going to sit there and be like, "What what is that?" Cardinals GM We don't discuss them enough. Anyway, it's a 1-7 football team. It's what happens. He's going to meet with Austin Fort. They're supposed to come up with a decision at some point, either on the flight to Cleveland tonight or tomorrow, and we'll find out whether or not they're taking on Kyler Murray. I honestly, I can't tell you that doesn't make a difference in this game. But I wonder if it made a difference in the Browns' line of thinking. I think most people are playing with the assumption that you want to make sure Deshaun Watson has time to feel a game out, make some passes, have some throws, right? So in the feeling out process here, what I'm talking about is the idea that Deshaun Watson could get his feet wet, so to speak. Because in the first couple of drives look anything like the Indianapolis first part of that game. Deshaun Watson can do that against Arizona, and we're not going to be down 14 nothing. He can do it against Arizona, and you can still come out the other side smelling like roses because you got time. You're going to have time on Sunday. Arizona's not a great football team. They play hard under Jonathan Gannon, but they're not a great football team, not by any stretch and not by any measure. They're not particularly good. They played one good game against Dallas. They played a couple other tight games. They're not a good football team. Deshaun Watson's going to have a chance to get himself right, to get his plays right, and then to be able to ease into that game the way that he needs to. If he were to have waited against Baltimore, we could be down 14 nothing before you even snap your fingers. We could be down 14-0 uh, just through two drives, giving the ball back to Baltimore, Lamar Jackson taking it up and down the field. You blink and you're like, what happened? Kind of like the start of the Seahawks game, to be honest. It was 14 nothing with five minutes left in the first quarter. We're like, Oh no, we got to get this thing going. And fortunately we were able to for a little stretch there because the defense went 45 minutes without allowing a single point and 50 minutes without allowing a touchdown. But I want to hear me. 216474 to below 92. What I kept hearing over and over again today was people wondering what the difference was in this game in particular between P.J. Walker and Deshaun Watson and whether or not the Browns were making the right move in putting Deshaun Watson out there. Listen, it doesn't mean I think the Browns are going to win going away in this game based off of how bad the Cardinals are or that it's a guarantee that the Browns even win this one. I have no idea how healthy Deshaun Watson is. None of us do. But he can't be worse than what PJ Walker has been, and that's my bottom line. PJ Walker was the worst quarterback every week for three straight weeks. Not hyperbole; he's the statistically worst quarterback every single week. We had guys like Tommy, not Danny, Tommy DeVito. Might as well have been Danny DeVito playing in games, and PJ Walker looked worse. It's incredible. We've had more backups than we've ever had playing in these games. P.J. Walker was the worst of the bunch. And that might be the lowest bar in the history of low bars to clear, but it should be an easy one for Deshaun Watson to clear. This defense and this team has gotten accustomed to the fact that you can have a couple turnovers, you can maybe not be the world's greatest quarterback. P.J. Walker completed less than 50% of his passes, had multiple turnovers last week. It's not like Deshaun Watson can do that much worse if he's 85%, if he's 90%, if he's 95%. So I think the gamble here for the Browns is a good one. Now, on Sunday, it might come back and Deshaun Watson gets injured, and then he's out for the year, and people are like, why in the hell did he play? Well, guess what? You can't treat him like a Fabergé egg. At some point, you do have to throw him out there, and at some point, you do have to see what he's got. And if it is Deshaun Watson's call that he's able to be out there on the field and he's able to play and it's based off of what his health is, well, this is what you got him for. I would be hard-pressed to believe he'd rush it back based off of what we saw with what happened in the Indy game, but I think he also knows the same way we know. This game against Arizona and how bad these cornerbacks are for the Cardinals, this is a get-right game. This is a chance where you can have a really solid outing by Deshaun Watson. Like, Marco Wilson is their number one cornerback. Marco Wilson is absolute trash. He's rated 108th out of 115 cornerbacks. He's not good. That's their number one corner. They have so many undrafted guys, like Antonio Hamilton Sr., another undrafted corner that they got. They have so many different players. You're like, well, how did this? How is this guy playing in the NFL? Like this is a team that is attempting attempting to tank and Jonathan Gannon is just such a good coach that it's made it really hard and they've looked competitive. But this is not a this is not a very good NFL roster. And I know they drive Lambos too. That's gonna be the line, that's gonna be the rhetoric. I get it, I understand it, I appreciate it. I'm not saying it's an easy win. What I am saying though is Deshaun Watson being given a chance to feel it out while also playing in an NFL game. That's the right call. the right call, because you're not going to have a feel-out moment against Baltimore or Pittsburgh. feel-out moment means you take two drives, and all of a sudden, Baltimore's up two scores on you, and you don't know what you're left doing. So let me hear from you. 216-474-0092. On Twitter, there you can find me. I am at Jay Peterlin. Did the Browns, or Deshaun rather, make the right call in getting the start on Sunday? We'll continue on with this. You'll hear from Kevin Stefanski and what he had to say earlier on today. It's overtime with Jonathan Petel and here with you on the fan. They fired him today. Like they officially fired him. They're like, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta part ways with you. Uh, he was on a, uh, a suspension before that. So he refused to cooperate. And I gotta say, coming from a guy that had a Michigan manifesto, anyone with a manifesto, probably not a snitch. I respect that about him. Okay. Manifesto, very, very alarming. To call anything a manifesto, uh, but the fact that he didn't snitch, I like that about him. Not saying I'd hire him, but I'm saying that's a that's a good move. Not being a snitch, snitches get ditches. That's what I learned in life. So, uh I, it's weird. It's a weird world. NFL and college football. That's like part of the deal. Like if you end up if you if you bust toss anyone or anything to like either the media or you end up like on your way out. It just it, you just don't do it in a in a classy right way. You are just you can just be done. Now, Counter Stalin doesn't realize that he's already done. He's got to find a different career. He's got to like put his wild, wacky brain that he has to use in some other way. And I like that he went out, being like, "I'm not, I'm not telling you anything that's going to get this program in trouble. I want this program to succeed. I'm not going to tell you guys anything. I know how this works for me." Hell, who knows? Maybe i will have a, a couple, couple backpacks of uh, dollar bills wrapped tightly showing up at his doorstep by some Michigan boosters because of this. You never know. Or maybe directly from Jim Harbaugh. Wouldn't surprise me if like Jim's. Does Jim have another brother outside of John? Is there like a third Harbaugh, a very you know less successful Harbaugh, like the Manning family? You know who is there? Is there a uh, is there a Cooper Harbaugh hanging around? Just a very unsuccessful but kind of fun little brother. Maybe he works for him moving forward. I don't know. I didn't mean to throw Cooper under the bus there. Cooper seems like a standout guy. Unfortunate thing that happened to Cooper. He got injured in high school. Apparently he's really, really good. He's supposed to be better than Peyton and Eli ever was. He's supposed to be the best of the bunch. Had an injury in high school, and now he makes jokes for Fox. Congratulations. alright to 216-474-0092. On Twitter there, you can find me. I'm at JPT1. Here was Kevin Savansky earlier today talking about Deshaun Watson and... Whether or not it was his decision or Deshaun, uh, Deshaun's decision to have the quarterback play on Sunday. I think, like we said all along, when he's ready to go, he'll be out there. Again, uh, strong practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I think that's where he feels confidence. We, I have a ton of confidence in him. His teammates have a ton of confidence in him. But I think the, the important part was having a really good Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. All right. The part that's weird to me is the same part that's weird to you guys, though. When he talked yesterday, Deshaun that is, I didn't get the impression that he was going to be playing on Sunday. So he was awesome Wednesday, he was awesome on Thursday, apparently he was awesome today, and now all of a sudden we got a quarterback on Sunday. I, just, I, I I, believe it's about who we're playing more than it is anything else. I know it's not a great way to look at it if you're Deshaun, but I think who you're playing matters in this instance. If, if that man is as online or his people are as online as he gives off the impression that he is, where he cares about what people think, he cares about, which I've always said, is a it's a bad idea for Deshaun Watson to care at all, but Deshaun Watson's always been extremely loved anywhere he's been. He was loved in Houston. He was loved in Clemson. The allegations threw him for a big loop, big-time loop. And so with Deshaun, the hard part for himself is that he didn't know what to do with being not white. And so... I have a feeling him coming back in this Cardinals game, getting yourself 1-0 in a new slate post-injury, I feel like there's a lot there that would be very appealing to Deshaun Watson. And you're playing against a team, and we'll find out what happens with Kyler Murray or not, but you're playing against a team, they're not waving the white flag. Because, again, we don't know what they're doing with Kyler, but they don't have the talent to keep up with some of these other NFL rosters. You can't tell NFL players to lose games. But look at their undrafted players and look at their players that just aren't any good in this roster. I mean, up and down. I can give you names. Woods, White, the combo at linebackers, both incredibly bad. Wilson, Collins, as far as their, uh, well, Collins is one of the, actually one of their better players. I shouldn't say that, but Wilson and Hamilton as their corners, like that's not, it's not very good. Look at their interior defensive linemen. Oh my God. I'd rather have three crash test dummies out there. They're not good at all. They don't, they don't hit anybody. They just take hits. It's 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 awful. But I want to hear from you. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. How much better do you think the Browns' chances are with Deshaun on Sunday? What are your impressions of Deshaun getting the start over PJ Walker? Stefanski talked about how much of a boost it is to have Deshaun here in what is now a double-digit favorite. I mean, the, the Browns are ten-point favorites now in Vegas. Like they're double-digit favorites. This is what uh, Stefanski had to say. Deshaun's uh, you know, one of the elected captains of this team. He's one of the leaders of this team. He brings the energy when he's out of practice and in the game and in the meeting rooms, etc. So that, I'm sure, gives the team a boost when you have your leader out there. All right. Sure. I just I don't know that they necessarily need that big of a boost. This is a weird spot. This feels like a must-win game, but I get the urgency isn't there the way most people would think. The ramifications of losing this game is pretty big, but the odds of that feels pretty tiny, so we're not approaching it the right way in my mind. It's like jumping out of a plane. They, they, they've got it pretty safe right now, so you don't end up like Peggy Hill or, or worse. But if it goes wrong, it's as bad as it gets. That's why they put as many backup emergency options as they can in place, right? Brown's backup emergency plan for a situation that would be as bad as it gets for this team Doesn't seem to exist in a strong way. It feels like it's Deshaun unless he seriously injures himself again. But I, I can't help escape that idea in my head that this game is a must win. And so I don't know... What the leash is going to be for Deshaun. And maybe that's a good question to ask you guys. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. I don't know what the leash is going to be for Deshaun in this game. I don't know what Stevansky does. Like mean, we get to halftime, and Deshaun's turned the ball over a couple times, and he's tripping over the garden hose and he's he's doing some of those plays where he throws the ball backwards like we've seen him do. Does Stavansky yank him? Or does he have to do that thing like he did in Indy where he Oh he got injured? Got injured, And I don't know, listen, maybe he was injured, maybe he wasn't injured. Whoever really knows. But, like, is that what he does? Does he go down that road? I know he didn't come back in the game. It was a very convenient way of leaving the game and not coming back. Is that what happens? Because if that happens, then how do you move forward with Deshaun? Like, this is the type of game that I feel like he has to stick it out the entire way. And if it doesn't look good... I don't know how you have confidence going into Baltimore. I don't know how you have your confidence going into Pittsburgh. This two-week stretch after this game is so vital. It's a weird spot, but again, the Cardinals' defense is a—it's a—it's—it's it's a grease fire. It's not good. 92 So maybe this is the get-right game that he needs. Lavon's going to lead us off here on the fan. Hello, Lavon.
1: Hi. Hey, Hi, you Hey, man. All right. They need to worry about the running game. And the play calling of the coach, and get the tight end some plays because you don't need the um, receivers to um, make some pass passes, passes
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, David and Joku should feast today. And thank you, Ivan. Appreciate you as always I, today. I sound like I'm doing the pregame show. No, that's Sunday. That's Sunday morning. I got Brendan Gould with me. I got G Bush with me as well. It's going to be nine to eleven, then G Bush eleven to one. So please be listening to that. I, I feel like I'm getting ready for the actual game. It's a little weird space that I'm in because I felt like I've been at work for like 27 hours before I actually got to talk to you guys today because I was just sitting around and, and doing work and hanging out and doing all sorts of different things. But I, yeah, it, it's weird. The same question I'm asking you guys tonight is going to be the same thing we're going to be dissecting to ourselves on Sunday morning, trying to figure out what exactly Deshaun is. Is he going to be good on Sunday? Are the Browns making the right call? Or more so, is Deshaun making the right call? And I want to hear from you guys, 216 92 Listen, I don't think there's wrong answers in this equation. You tell me you didn't want to see Deshaun Watson because you watched that video on Thursday that went online, or really on Wednesday that went online, and you thought he had zero zip on the ball. Or maybe you listened to our buddy Daryl Rodder. Daryl was with me on Wednesday, and then today on with Afternoon Drive, and he stamped down his beliefs there. On Wednesday he said he didn't see the zip. Today he was like, I didn't see the zip. Maybe you're buying into that. But what I do know is that Deshaun Watson wants to be out there, and Deshaun Watson inevitably gets to make the call on these things. He wants to be out there. The Browns are you're wearing golden handcuffs around Deshaun because it's the type of thing where he gets to make the calls and, and listen, he's the only piece that truly matters from taking you to a really good team to a an awesome let's compete for Super Bowls type team. So you gotta give him that leash. He knows his body his body better than anybody else is gonna know his body. But I want to hear from you. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Jason up next. Hello, Jason. Hello. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you're up, Jason. Oh, okay. So yeah, man, I think honestly,
1: I think it's a bad idea if he plays. All right. And and I'll I'll say why I say that is because yeah. if if he gets hurt, like you said, these next two games after this, that's that's the season. If, if he gets hurt and we and we got to play Baltimore, and I forget the, the game after that. It's Steelers. Like Steelers game. The Baltimore Steelers. Those are two division games. We're already down to both those teams. We don't ha- We can't afford to lose those games. And if we, it's just going to add insult to injury for us to lose those games and know that we've lost the because he got hurt in a game where we could have probably won without
0: him. One, well, I think, just- yeah, Jason, that's the that's the give and the take right there, isn't it?
1: Like- yeah, and, and, my, and my thing is, I think he's, I think he might be a little bit too concerned with being liked. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, like, you want to be liked, but it's like, do you understand the the ramifications of you being hurt? They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna fry you if you get hurt. So, I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, one half does it in the other. You, you, if you, if you get out there and don't play well, then it's, then, then you're going to be pressed to, to play even better the next game. And it's yeah, it's it, I just don't think it's worth it. No. Let him rest another week at least.
0: And, and thank you, Jason. I appreciate you. There's a lot we can play off of that. The first part is I want to say about him being, him worrying about being liked. And I, I referenced, you know, the the people online. It's also his contemporaries. It's also former people that played in the league. You know, well, what Brady Quinn said with LeVar Arrington on Fox Sports Radio. Those type of things had to have gotten to him. Brady Quinn, you know, suggesting that he was a trust fund quarterback. Those things get to these guys. Why wouldn't it? Think about it from, like, my perspective, for instance, right? Let's use me. Sometimes I like to use other people, but I always like to use me as an example because it's my life experiences, right? Do I care necessarily what people online would have to say about my performance here at this radio station? To be honest with you guys, it's nice when some people give feedback. If someone's being overtly rude intentionally, I just don't care, though. Right, But like if, it's, if it's an actual critique and I'm like, okay, that's fine, then that's fine. That is what it is. I, I can take that. That's fine. But I'm talking about the people that are being overtly rude. Then it's just in one ear out the other or you read it and it just is what it is. Right? What's going to hit me harder, though? Is it going to be the people that I've never met or the people that are, you know, have the Browns fan 69, 69 on Twitter? Or is it going to be somebody that actually has been in my shoes before? A random, you know, it's, I just say random but because Brady Quinn is very random in the, the big picture of the NFL, but a random former radio host in Philadelphia that tunes into overtime with Jonathan Peterlin and then slams me for whatever reason, I'm going to be like, hey, hey, that kind of sucks because I know you know what it takes to be in that position, and that doesn't feel good. I do think there's a part of that. When he got called the trust fund quarterback, I think that hurt him. But he's got to be i got to give him the benefit of the doubt and being smarter than playing to LaVar Arrington and Brady Quinn. I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. Because the last time he pushed it was the Indy game, and it worked out horribly for him. He can't believe that he can do that again. He's got to actually feel like he can play. That's the only way this whole thing works. He's got to actually feel like he can play. And after the Indy game going so poorly, I'd be surprised if he genuinely didn't feel really good. Now whether that materializes in him into being an awesome quarterback or not on Sunday, we're left to see. But he's gotta feel actually really good. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Ed in Garfield Heights up next. Hello, Ed. Hey Jonathan, how you doing? Hey Ed, what's up, man? Uh, not much. Uh,
1: I think this, this game this Sunday is a lot more important than some people might think. Um, you know, it probably doesn't hurt if Watson were to sit that one out to get an extra week of rest but if he's ready you know i don't think there's a better team to you know put that to the test and see if he's actually able to go out there and get the job done i mean because if he's able to do that and you know kind of get himself going and uh you know have a good groove i think that only bodes well to try and make a run with pittsburgh and uh you know baltimore coming up on the schedule
0: exactly exactly right and thank you Ed. i appreciate you exactly right I believe in the warm-up games, okay? I believe in getting yourself ready. I believe Ken said earlier today, Ken or Anthony, something to the effect of how they don't believe in the ramp-up games. I believe in them. I do because I—it's just that's how life works to me. You got to experience things. You got to—you got to go through. Part of why Deshaun I thought struggled in the six games last year is there was no replicating real-life NFL games. There's not throwing to a bunch of. D3 receivers at a random minor league baseball field, while the rest of your team gets to actually practice, is not replicating real life. That's just throwing to D3 football players on a minor league baseball field. Like, sorry, Deshaun, you you can't cut corners in that way. It doesn't work. I want to hear you know two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Is Deshaun making the right call to go out there and play in in a game where you're double digit favorites against a one win team, and you should be able to win this one? Is he making the right call? Yes or no. Also fan focus at nine o'clock, 216-474-0092. We'll continue on with this with a Cavs wrap up. We'll get to that one as well. It's overtime with Jonathan one here with you on the fan. Cause they know usually I get some inside information and I'm, you know, I'm glued into what's going on and, and, you know, people, for some reason, people trust me with things in life. I don't know why that is, but people trust me with things in life. Mainly cause as, uh, I'm, I'm like Connor Stallions in that I snitches, snitches get ditches. I won't snitch. But if it's buddies and they're not going to reflect anything, I'll tell them what's going on every now and then. If I know something, you know, it's fun of having info like that if you don't tell your your buddies that you trust, right? So they'll be like, hey, so what's going on with Deshaun? And I feel bad. I'll be like, I have no idea. I have zero idea what's going on with Deshaun. Can't tell you for the life of me what's going on with Deshaun because uh, nobody knows what's going on with Deshaun. How how surprised was it where people inside the building – are saying one thing and then we keep getting other things happening. And then even you you have players that are talking about injuries and they're trying to be expressive towards the media, but they're like, yeah, we don't talk about injuries. They told us not to talk about injuries. It's a weird dynamic at play here. We've always known this regime, the Stefanski regime, has always been very tight-lipped about a lot of what they do, but this has been to the extreme. And I, I was shocked. When Deshaun said what he said on Thursday, and then you fast forward to today, really shocked based off of Wednesday, and then you fast forward to today, and all of a sudden now he's going to be the starter on Sunday. Okay, fine. But what's fascinating is that I was thinking about this game earlier today, as I'm I'm, you know I'm walking through my house and I'm listening to sports radio because that's what me and my daughter do together. She plays with her toys. I listen to sports radio. We got a good thing going on. When she has to, at some point, like switch over to Coco Melon or watching, uh, you know, Bluey and all, so, you know, the younger kids shows, I'm gonna pull my hair out. So for the time being, we watch sports radio. We watch documentaries, sports documentaries. We have a good time. Thinking, I'm like, the, the Sunday's game could just as easily have been uh, P.J. Walker versus Clayton Tune. The same way it could also end up being Deshaun Watson versus Kyler Murray. P.J. Walker versus Clayton Toon is a game that would make your eyes bleed. I I wouldn't... Listen, I love watching this Browns defense. It's one of the more fun Browns teams that I feel like we've been able to watch in a game-in, game-out basis. I think they're fun in general. But watching Clayton Toon battle out P.J. Walker, my goodness. No thank you. I mean, I would have done it because it's my job. But you guys know it. You wouldn't have enjoyed that. And then... Fast forward, and now we legitimately might end up getting Deshaun Watson versus Kyler Murray, which is—I mean, you want to talk about some heavyweights? That's it. Kyler Murray's won a Heisman. Kyler Murray was legitimately an awesome two-way player between baseball and football to the point where people are had serious Deion Sanders-esque discussions about the man. Top draft pick, like he, like he's—that's a decorated athlete. When you talk about people in uh, Texas high school football, Kyler Murray, for a lot of people, and, you know, Texas high school football is, that's a thing. A lot of people suggest Kyler Murray is the greatest to ever do it in Texas high school football. It's unreal, the talent that he had and has. But Arizona's in an interesting spot right now, and I don't know what that call is going to be. Jonathan Gannon, St. Ignatius grad, supposed to, by the way, can't wait for the thoughts on Jonathan Later on today, when we talk to Alex Clancy, who covers the Cardinals, can't wait to hear what he has to say about the local kid done good. But Kyler Murray is supposed to have that decision made up by Austin Fort, by Jonathan Gannon, at some point in the plane ride to Cleveland. That's supposed to happen tonight. So I'm expecting at some point, either tonight during this show or tomorrow during the show with G. Bush, might be one of those two in the morning things, like uh, like when they fired Josh McDaniels the other day, and it was like I got I got like text alerts blown up my phone at like two in the morning. I legitimately thought something happened with Woj where he got hacked, or not Woj, excuse me, Schefter. I'm like, did Schefter get hacked? Why am I getting these notifications? Like, oh, NFL firing. Okay, all right, fine, fine, it's warranted. Fine, we'll get back to work here. But I'm expecting it soon. But what's fascinating for me, what what do you do if you're Arizona? Think about this, this situation that they're in. They're a one and seven football team. So they're not very good. They are playing for the idea that you could draft Caleb Williams. You could draft Drake. Mann. If you have a good enough spot, you can draft your quarterback and that can be your guy for the next 15 years. Or you can play Kyler Murray. Hope Kyler Murray morphs into a better version of himself since we've only ever seen him with Cliff Kingsbury, really, and Kingsbury was no good for anybody. Kingsbury, think about this for a second. Cliff Kingsbury had Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback in college at Texas Tech. They were never ranked in the AP Top 25. Imagine having Patrick Bleepin Mahomes and never being ranked in the AP Top 25. Texas Tech, in in the entire time Kingsbury was there, was never ranked in the AP Top 25. I mean, it's it's unreal. It's unreal, the amount of talent that that man had, and then he just wasted it. He had Baker Mayfield on his roster and decided that Baker wasn't good enough. That's why Baker ended up at Oklahoma. Like, just awful, awful. I, I can't speak more poorly against Cliff Kingsbury. So maybe Kyler gets it together. What do you do? Do you audition Kyler for other teams? Do you you have him out there? Because if he wins four, five, six games, and then you get on a roll of your Arizona, aren't you in a weird bind? Aren't you in a weird situation where then, I don't know, maybe you have the quarterback then, maybe you run it back with Kyler Murray until you can't run it back anymore? Maybe the idea that you're supposed to be tanking just completely goes out the window? And that's I, I genuinely don't know what they're going to do. That's why I'm, I'm fascinated to talk to Alex later on, because I, I don't know what the right route is, but you'd think you'd want Kyler Murray out there sooner rather than later. It just depends what you think they're doing. If you think they're tanking, then it makes no sense to play Kyler Murray unless he's just auditioning for other teams. But if you think they have a legitimate chance to get Kyler Murray right and have him be their quarterback for the next decade, then you would play Kyler Murray and you would see what he can do. I I don't know. I don't know the direction. I'm fascinated to find out what Arizona does. It's an interesting position the Cardinals are in, where they have to balance out the idea on what they want to do. Carolina has the same one win the Cardinals have. They're not going to use the number one pick on quarterback, but they would definitely sell off their number one pick to the highest bidder. Patriots, Giants, Bears, and Packers all have two wins. It's very dangerous for the Cardinals to start winning any games. But if they end up at like seven or eight or nine as their draft position, but you found out that Kyler Murray can be the old Kyler Murray, then you're off to the races again. Then Jonathan Gannon is in a good spot. Man, that's fascinating to me. Hey, guys. Never miss the post-game edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland with Daryl Ryder and Andy Baskin. Subscribe now, 92.3thefan.com, or the Odyssey app sponsored locally by Smiley, one of Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. You'll also get the two episodes each week right to your smartphone. Want to hear from you guys, 216-474-0092. On Twitter, there you can find me. I am at Jay Peterlin. Twitter reactions brought to you by our friends at Shop and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. That guy in Cleveland saying you're a trust fund radio host, LOL. Now, if you're just tuning in, you don't get that reference at all. It's a whole thing. Odyssey, rewind, go back to like 830. We can go figure that out. And then he says, I might try and call in soon about your topic and a game prediction if that's all right. Plus something else pretty cool going on. Uh, Jax, are we interested in something cool that's going on in that guy's life? Is that are we interested in that? I don't know. You tell me if we're interested in that. <laughs> I, I don't think so. You don't think so? Maybe not? No. Okay. All right. Just I'm just taking the temperature of the room there. I didn't know. I didn't know if we're interested in something really random. I I, I I'm kind of curious to find out what would be really cool. Like if somebody asked me, What is something else pretty cool that's going on in your life right now? I'd have nothing to advertise. I, I would have nothing. That would be. Are we talking just sports related? Or are we going? We going all like? Is that guy secretly Elon Musk? That would be pretty cool to find out. Is that guy secretly like the like one of the initial investors in Bitcoin and actually is buying Odyssey tomorrow and is promoting this show to being uh like my own my own little channel? That would be pretty cool. I don't know that I'd want it. No, I'd take it. I'd take it. The Jonathan Peterlin channel on 923 The Fan. I'd take it. You guys wouldn't take it, but I'd take it. 216474 to below 92. I'm like Mad Dog or Mad Fraud, as we call Chris Russo these days. Pay off your bets, people. All right, speak of the devil. I say his name three times in the mirror and he pops out. That guy in Cleveland, hello. Hey, man. Well, well, are you, are you well, secretly Elon Musk? Oh,
2: no. no. okay. No, no. I do love, love you and appreciate you, man. Um,. But, no, there's something else. Um, So, first, I want to try to give you, like, a a little bit of, you know, a topic discussion. You know, know, you're talking about Deshaun Watson Uh and stuff like that. And then I'll get to the goodies afterwards. Okay. Um, So, yes, Deshaun Watson, I think, I mean, as much as I'm against him playing, I mean, I think this would be the better matchup for him to start. You know, I mean, it's an easier matchup. And, you know, if, if they think he's ready, he's ready.
0: And yeah. I, that's what I like about it too. I, I like the and, idea that you can't ease into a, the Baltimore game. You can ease into the Cardinals game.
2: Yeah, and then um, you know a, a little predi- bit a little bit of a prediction. I'll get to the prediction and then the the, the final part of this. All right. Um So I think it's going to go our way for sure. You know, if they're starting that, that rookie quarterback. Whew,
0: he, I'm going to feel sorry for the poor kid. <laughs> Clayton Tune he, uh, is his name, and he's going to yeah. get roughed up pretty bad. I'm expecting a big he day is. from Miles. Uh, he, it's yeah. going to be like a repeat
2: of that Ravens game with DTR. I mean, well,
0: and Miles My, like is that. just going to sit. He's just going to sit there, and he's just going to destroy DJ Humphrey. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. And then um, the cool thing, now I'm getting to the good part, uh, the cool thing is, is that I'm going to that game – for my 31st birthday gift. There you
0: go. With
2: my father. There shout you go. out to him, by the way. Yep, shout out to him, by the way. All uh, right. Served 20 years in the Navy uh, as a corpsman before he retired. And he great guy. Love, love my dad. Um, and I can't wait to go to this game with him and, and a bunch of other uh, members. All
0: right. I but, love uh, that. All hey, right. That's what I got for you. Enjoy the game, friend. I really do. I, from the bottom of my heart, I hope you enjoy that game. Thank you. Thanks. All right, good stuff. That's good. You see, now that's nice, and I like that. I like that a lot. I don't know. There's something about, maybe because I lost my dad at 21, there's something about going to a football game with your dad that I just think is really cool. It gets me, I'm not, listen, I got very emotional a couple weekends ago with the wedding, and I, 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 my, one of my best friends in life got married, and I just got very emotional. I was drunk, but I got very emotional at the end of it. And so now I've, like, been checking myself anytime I have any sort of feelings at all, where I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Is it the baby that did this to me, or now what's going – am I soft now? Am I Evan Mobley soft now? I don't want that to be the case, but I might be. Now I'm like, I'm like oh, he's going with his dad. Now now I'm like the Browns have to win just so they have a good time, some father-son bonding. All right, we'll get to that coming up in the Fan Focus because there's something related to that part of life and also – How do you defend this? In a lot of ways, guys, it's just protecting yourself from the unknown. Ooh! All right. Find out what Nick Wilson is talking about there and more fan focus. Coming your way next. It's overtime with John of the Peter here with you on the fan.